top of the day trash pandas you know i don't play around about my tea especially if it's some chai tea so when the tea is toxic i have a serious problem well except for when the tea is toxic and i'm listening to this dope ass podcast you're about to hear a trailer from my girl aj's podcast the tea is toxic and it is fire it's available anywhere podcasts are listened to spotify apple iheart so check it out you you are pettier than me i give that to you actually yeah i, I i'm the same way too stone because it's funny that we're talking about pettiness um so i had a friend that i used to travel with she was like mm-hmm. close she was my travel best anywhere we went we went together it's been four years since i've spoken to this girl I started back school and that's how I met her. And I guess just the nostalgia of being in class and and all of that, it gave me a moment of missing her. Mm-hmm. Just a moment, a small mm-hmm. moment. So I, 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 I got a little post and I was like, you know, in class, missing her. But then with the quickness, I was like, she's still blocked though. This was a small moment and y'all have moved on. You can't say <laughs> bitch, but... I thought about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I had a moment. You know, but bitch, you still blocked. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's called post-net clarity. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I be doing that. Hey, I can be grateful for the shit that someone did for me and still not like your ass. Yeah, and still be done with it. Because there's, yeah. everything, there's a season. To everything there's a season. Exactly. And, and that's, that's what I said. I'm like, I had to remind people, like, I I can still be a woman and be grateful for the things that you did for me when you were in my life in a positive manner. And whether you changed my life in a big way or changed my life in a small way, I can appreciate that. But that appreciation does not unlock that door. Exactly, because the disrespect was still just as loud. Okay. So, so and, and, and your apology was real silent. So, yeah, hmm. we're good. That's why I was like, so... Apology was Exactly, and and that's why I had to let everybody know real quick, because I know that some people still, like, people that I know are still friends with her, still talk to her, right? So I didn't want people to be like, oh, you know, Nikki's out here being like, oh, I miss you, so go go DM her. No, Mm -hmm. bitch, stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. Just a walk down memory lane. It was just a... It wasn't even a walk. It was more like a speed, you know, like I was speed walking through, like, ooh, girl, that was good. Like a flash, you know Pandas. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. I'm your host, Nisha, and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Buddha badass. And my gosh, we have like a, a busy day today. But first, I want to say your hair looks amazing. Thank you, Ma. Thank you. I went and got completely freshened up for the for the, uh, for the the pandas. Yes, isn't this wonderful? Mm-hmm. If only you guys could see Buddha right now. He looks really great. Thank you. Thank you. 
So we have um, several things to do today. Okay. Um, the first thing I want to do is I want to shout out a podcast. And, um, you know, if you guys are done listening to like a whole bunch of murder and stuff, sometimes we need like a palate cleanser, right? I so do. Yeah. So there's a good podcast name called God and Joe. So it's God and then instead of and it's in. And then Joe podcast, and that's on Spotify, Apple, anywhere, you know, that podcast. Is God dwelling inside Joe and speaking through Joe on this podcast? No, it's because she does a lot of, like, affirmations, and she does a lot of spiritual reading, like, you know, from the Bible. So she gives, like, a lot of good, like, affirmations, um, spiritual reading. She had a good one on, like, forgiveness, and I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear. So I think that's pretty cool, too. So I was like, you know, just a little palate cleanser. Go on over there and check her out. Yeah. God and Joe Podcast. Yeah. And then I think you have a review, and then I have some reviews as well to read. Are we going to read that hater review this time around? The person that wants us dead? No, no. This is a different one, actually. This one's going to be a good one, because... This person, this is actually towards you. Remember last week's episode, you was like, oh, everybody loves Buddha and everybody hates you. I'm so glad this one's actually towards you. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, everyone does love Buddha, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there is a, a I hate Buddha gl- a, a club. I mean, it's a cult. It's not even a club. <laughs> they bleed. They cut themselves to get into the club and bleed over fire. Oh, my gosh. Well, before we read your review, I know that you have pissed this person off, too, because you actually said her name wrong last time you said something on the podcast. So you have to apologize to her. And say it right. And you promised me that you were actually going to practice her name. I've been practicing. I'm, a, I'm I'm ready. You've been practicing at night while you're sleeping next to your oh, wife. Girl, I've you been like, yeah, I've been calling out her name in the middle of the night, girl. It's been causing issues in my relationship. Oh, uh, what have you been saying? Latanya, girl. I've just been sitting there saying her name just in the middle of the night. Just Latanya. 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 What's that? Latanya. <laughs> she's like if you don't stop saying this woman's name <laughs> then you told her to mind her own business girl I told her to wear a t-shirt and then get down with the club if this is gonna help me get paid you need to support it <laughs> that's what I was if I call you Latanya you better start acting like you is her and start throwing it back <laughs> <laughs> so no this is for you Latanya and I apologize for saying your name incorrectly last time I still love you, girl, and I am your secret boo. So, uh, it is the really story, the realest storytelling ever. Uh, these two are so hilarious. Nietzsche tells the story like you are just best buds having a cocktail. Like, girls, sit down and let me tell you about this hot garbage. Buddha just absorbs it all and gives some good insight and will also make you laugh. Uh, your butt off, sorry. Make you laugh your butt off. Uh, this is a great true crime podcast. Lo- love the energy, the stories, the storytelling, and the storyteller. Oh, thank you. And she's amazing. She really is an amazing trash panda. I talk to her like all the time. Oh, yeah. Media. She's pretty awesome, man. I mean, once I get on that social, she's going to be hitting me up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, everybody. I had to take my bracelets off. I just remember I almost made the, the same mistake I did. Remember in our very first episode? I always wear like these bangles and you could like hear them dangling. I mean, I was hearing them while I was reading the review with your clinkly clanking buttons. <laughs> I guess we'll just push on past. Yeah. I apologize. If you guys hear my bracelets, I have now taken them off. I just, I can't you believe just, you know, sacrifice for style <laughs> so this is actually a, a two-part email that um and this is from our trash panda crystal she's another wonderful person that hits us up on instagram like all the time or facebook all the time okay. and she's amazing 
So this one is actually to our Lacey. Uh, I blanked out on the last name. Lacey, what was the 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 melted girl? I, well, I, I'm horrible. I have now blanked out. I am on, not the one. I, I have a whole council team that, t- that will teach me names when I get close to people. Right. Like sometimes I forget my own mother's real name. Lacey Fletcher. I can't believe I blanked out like that. That was okay. like two, I want to say two episodes ago. And she wanted to clarify something about autism. So, and I did ask permission. So she said that we could use her name. This is really helpful. Okay. Hey, good morning. I'm listening to your newest podcast and I love the conversation. Autism is definitely a spectrum. People who are lower functioning definitely behave and are perceived differently than people with higher functioning autism. I'm on the higher end of the spectrum. I have what is known to be called the Asperger syndrome. It's not called that anymore because Dr. Asperger was a Nazi doc who discovered autism. Good times. Yeah. I graduated both high school and college, magna cum laude, but I'm terrible at making friends and navigating social situations, so I come off as being weird. As an adult, I've learned to mask it to appear normal, but the black community isn't very accommodating for people like me. I blame it on lack of understanding and education about the condition. People definitely tend to look at us as Bartons. Thank you so much for Crystal for clearing that up because, like I said, like I think when we did that episode, I was like, I don't know much about autism, and I really appreciate you sharing, you know, a very sensitive part about yourself. So I, I really appreciate that. I do too. Yeah, and she definitely shows that you know people with autism excel, especially in academics. Yeah, excel at you know the task of things given. Mm-hmm. You know, you like I said, you can have a whole owner of a company and don't know that they're autistic. That's a, a person that I listen to avidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Kyle Hill. He used to mm-hmm. do a show called Because Science. I just love stuff like because he gives he's a, he's a, an, an information yeah a science information expert. I think he's uh, I think he's was is trying to get Nobel uh, nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's autistic. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's a freaking genius though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll tell you about quantum physics and explain it in a way that's really really fun. Yeah. And of course, he'll do like you know high level math. Like I mean, like quantum physics, quantum level mathematics, mm-hmm. right there in front of you. You know, like yeah, because you know, it's just you know it's nothing to him. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And, you know, thank you for, you know, tell us, by the way, you're not weird. You're our friends now. Is that right, Buddha? Oh, girl. Yes. Yeah, I am. I, girl, I was born weird. Yeah. I'm the I feel like there's the dyed hair and all that good stuff. I know. So. If people think you're weird, I think that people that's not weird is weird. That's what I, I think. Yeah, I think people that try so hard to be normal, you're the weirdo. Yeah. I, I feel I get called weird all the time. You call me weird, matter of fact. I, I mean, yeah. Like, I call you crazy a lot of times, was, too. Um, anyways, that's ridiculous. But thank you so much. And the oh, Crystal here is going to be starting her own podcast soon. So I'm Get it, Chris. That. Chris, we're going to support you and shoot you out on here, girl. Absolutely. So that was my colors. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we are definitely, yeah, we're definitely going to support you. And I appreciate that. And just keep the emails coming in. Now we're going to be on to some. So there's a second part to this that Crystal needed to address with you as well. Uh oh. Yes. Now that was the educational part. Now the second part <coughs> is directed towards you. And we have to. So first, I think I was telling you, 89% of our listeners are female. And that's just on Spotify. Uh-huh. And that's because most of the population that likes true crime tend to be, you know, female. And so Uh-oh. Crystal was actually offended back with this. goes back to the Centoya Brown episode. Do you remember that episode? Girl, I don't know why you asked me these things. The episode that we did about the teenage human trafficker girl that killed the man and almost did life. Okay. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so 
she says she binge listens our episodes and she loves the way that we carry this we you know cover the story she said but sometimes she just can't with you she said because she actually had to cut that episode off because your behavior was very inappropriate and you weren't being sensitive to women's needs and women's you know how how serious this human trafficking thing was and this goes back to remember when she was 12 years old and she had she closed the car door on the man's leg because he was making sexual comments about her body at 12 years old Mm -hmm. and you said that you basically compared it to me calling men handsome well crystal was and i told you too that we were all offended by that because he was talking about a 12 year old's body so crystal actually listens to our podcast with her 18 year old daughter who had the same situation Santoya did where she filled out early she was a very you know well-developed girl for her age Mm -hmm. and so she took that very offensive we all did and now because of that until you make amends with them your name is buddha bitch ass oh wow yeah you pissed them you pissed them off well i mean within in their community i mean like Uh not in real life i'm not like legally getting that changed am i no no not unless you make some kind of amends though oh yeah yeah you're not gonna legally get your name changed oh um, unless you make you don't make amends and then your name probably will be permanently buddha bitch ass to them i don't know oh lord okay um well first you know I have the utmost respect for women. I was raised by a woman, been married multiple times, but for the majority of the time was single. I've seen her be strong and be the main provider in the household because uh, she used to always wanted to get rescue guys and try and take care of them guys fresh out of jail mm-hmm. and claiming they're trying to change their life. That was her big thing. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a story for a different day. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister was my best friend at the time when I was growing up because we was always moving. So she mm-hmm. was my best friend. I grew up now. You're my best friend as a female. Yeah. My mentor is a female. So I do not mean any disrespect for women at all. I'm actually considered metrosexual. Mm-hmm. A lot of people consider me that when they meet me and see. Because, you know, uh, and, mm-hmm. and um, this is something you know, I, I held proudly. I, you know, I still am a strongly heterosexual. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I think it was misinterpreted is, is I was saying it was just hearsay on what had happened with that interaction. You know, some of the things that I go by when you give me inf- information about whether or not I'm going to say this person did or did not do this or did or did not do, uh, do X, and X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. I kind of try and suffer out the hearsay. I think one time you was telling me, this was on a, a, a episode before, but you was telling me about how Hugh Hefner and some people walked in the room with Hugh Hefner and saw him masturbating a dog. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to. Oh, that wasn't on an episode. I think we was just talking about that on yeah, the Yeah, you know, yeah. but he was talking about that. Yeah. And he was talking, you know, and people was talking about, you know, and you was starting to believe on how horrible Hugh Hefner was. And I was like, oop, nope, I'm not going to go into that because that's just hearsay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what happened if that man had a dog in his lap and what was going on at mm-hmm. that moment. No, you it know, was but... supposedly he made one of his girls suck a dog's dick. I don't know how true that was. But right. Like, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I come know. on now. And, I, and look, she came out and said that. And he was like, I yeah, mean, I had she that did. fetish. She did come you out know, and say like, that. She said that that he forced her to suck a dog's dick. But I was like, nobody could force me to do that. So right. I, that's so kinda, that's that's um, interesting. But, you know, that, I mean, yeah. but the one you had told me, like, he was sta- he was sitting there like creepy and they walked in the living room. He was like masturbating a dog. Like, hello, masturbating this puppy and i'm like that just seems wild like that just really seems like it's extra yeah um so that was what i was saying in no way in no way do i think that that does not things like that don't happen to women Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. one i have a daughter you know i got a wife that's thick Mm -hmm. uh she filled out very early 
Um, I she has like four sisters, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm very close with as well, and they go through the thing with being whistled at because you know they yeah they got they, they 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 had that Cardi B body before Cardi B bodies was hip yeah you hear what I'm saying no, I know like, that's that, that became yeah that yeah, became I can't that go became anywhere cool. without getting whistled at that became something. right you know yeah, that became like, cool in like 2018 but before yeah. that you know they had them big old jungle booties and thick thighs yeah and and voluptuous chest I mean go go get you one of them girls man they still they still single mm. well two of them are. Um, and, and they, uh, you know, they get a whole lot of just negative interaction from men from a, at a very young age. Yeah. And that's nothing that I condone. That's nothing that I, I believe that is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, there's nothing that I, I don't believe is a woman's fault at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are supposed to be beautiful. That is the blessing that is given us from source mm-hmm. from the one. So that is something that I believe is the ignorance of man and their not holding of their loins and their, their primal urges mm-hmm. to be able to change yourself between an animal and a man to not be able to dif- differentiate when you can, can and cannot turn on this sexual prowess. Mm-hmm. And also in no way. And I do apologize if it was offensive and it was misinterpreted in that way, then I do apologize for being offensive and, and saying that in, in, in a way that it could be interpreted. Oh, because that you got was an apology out of Buddha trash pandas. Please keep, keep on Buddha's ass. If he does something, cause you understand this guy <laughs> barely apologizes to me. He doesn't apologize to his wife and he's not that bring 12 roses. And I'm so sorry. He's more like a, Oh, like, okay, eventually they'll start talking to me again, whatever. Right. <laughs> so the fact that you well, just got, an apology, right? You just got an <laughs> apology out of Buddha. I'm so excited about that. Well, because you know, sometimes it be arguments that end, and it's like, hey, I'm not wrong, but I'm not gonna say I'm wrong just because we just don't <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that is really bad because I've done that before. And if you just say if you apologize, because I apologize what I'm genuinely sorry for, yeah. and I genuinely, you know, feel like I may have messed up on. But if I feel like everything I said was right, even though I may have said it crazy, I may have apologized how I said it, but I'm not going to apologize for what the heck I said to you. Oh, and I God. do that. I do that pretty often. You done said some crazy shit to people. Girl, We're not even going to go about it. But. but I mean, but some of it, they just, they needed it. They needed mm. the wake up call. Mm-mm. But if you go back and you said, let's say if you apologize and be like, I never really liked, you know, Trash Pit. I never really liked a uh, uh, hot garbage show. And, and I was just watching it for you. You say that to a, a month or two later and the show comes on and you really want to hear it. You got now. You got to act like you don't like it because you didn't apologize. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, uh, uh, I apologize for things I really mean that I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I did mess up on. Well, that's awesome, and thank you so much, and and thank you so much for pointing that out, and thank you for being a man about it and apologizing. It takes a real man to apologize. Yeah, no, I I will admit the times when I'm I will walk astray. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a man trying to be a leader. And at the same time, I will be the first, admit. I'll be one of the people that will admit, like, "Hey, I drove off the wrong world." You know, I'm like, <laughs> gotta go back and get this together. Well, you know who never has apologized for anything that he has ever done ever. Who's that? Nico Jenkins. You like how I transitioned that? I do. That was that was smooth. Right? <laughs> that was smooth <laughs> Nico Jenkins is not gonna say sorry for anything, and I, I could definitely say I feel like I lost brain cells while researching this case because I think in part one I was just like. I was like, you know what? I don't know why the fuck he's doing this, but like really researching it. And I'm like, mental health really plays a key role in this. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely has, like some people act like they, they're, you know, they have mental health just because they want to get out of what they did. This guy really has mental health. Like, it sounds like it, you gain brain cells instead of losing them then. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, everybody's on the, I hate Nico Jenkins bandwagon. And, and this guy is like, I, you know, he's a piece of crap, but I will definitely say, and I listened to another YouTube video 
video of him. He actually did a um, he did an interview from Death Row, mm-hmm. and he was talking about his mental health issues and how he's had them since he was seven years old and how they were handled. And I was like, you know, if he would have gotten help that he needed early on, maybe we'd be sitting in a different situation and we wouldn't actually be talking about this. But unfortunately, mental health is not handled correctly. You uh, know? No, I, I will say it's, it's still it's still we're in the baby stages of mental health. I mm-hmm. mean whether it be in the brown community who shunned it for long periods of time and made them feel like they were crazy, or even in the 80s and 90s, that's when people were just starting to go to it with all cultures. Mm -hmm. And even then, it was kind of like fed as a job that was kind of taking advantage of people. Yeah. So, I mean, mental health is something that we are still in the baby, baby stages Mm -hmm. of working through what goes on with people's minds. Yeah. We are. Well, before I get into it, I wanted to, I found something very interesting about Nico Jenkins' family, about his past history. So this is a finding that was, it says that he is actually the ancestor, or his ancestor is Levi Levering, who is a Native American ancestor. So this is who Nico Jenkins is from. Now the interesting- Don't blame this on a Native American. No, listen. No, no, listen to this. No, this, (laughs) no, this is something that just came up. So this guy, Levi Levering, he was a distinguished tribal leader and he was the first Native American commissioner to the Presbyterian General Assembly in 1911. And he successfully lobbied Congress in 1920 to protect tribal members' rights. Now, this was interesting because he actually had 38 descendants, but out of those 38 descendants, they committed 633 crimes between 1979 and 2013. Jesus. This is, this is including Nico Jenkins. So, of course, it's not, you know, his fault because obviously he's an ancestor. But that was just something that was pointed out in the research. No. Like, if I was that Native American who sounds like he was living an awesome, amazing, Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize, Martin Luther King type life. Yeah. And that's like saying Martin Luther King's kids starts going around shooting people. Don't put that on Martin Luther King. Right. Well, no, we can't blame him for that it was just an interesting fact it's an interesting fact to know that you came from something and you had the mindset that that's actually bad don't for people <laughs> like me don't tell me that your people had they shit together and they mind right and then you don't even know why the fuck this is and now you just and now you just uh, over here on some stupid doodle dumb mac dre stuff shooting people and acting <laughs> all wild and crazy nope that's a bad that's a bad part to go there because I, I would be like oh you can't run away from the dna now i'm like well what happened to you Oh my gosh! If you if all you knew was hood and scrapping and gangster stuff, that's what I felt before because he was talking about his mother and his dad and was all that stuff and incarcerating. That's all he sees and knows. Yes, I actually have more uh, compassion for that because mm-hmm. he's in an environment where it's been numb to him. He's numb to a lot of the things that are violent, a lot of things that are inappropriate, a lot of things that that he shouldn't do, and which it, it affects a person's mindset. Right. A lot of people in the hood are like that. Where they have a mental capacity where they kind of can't even comprehend, like, what do you mean I don't steal this from them? You know, like, he left the money on the ground. It's, yeah. it's his dumb fault. Instead of thinking, oh, I give it back to them. It's because of the environment that they're in. Same thing, you know, if a Middle Eastern person in the middle of the war when, when, the, uh, when the Taliban was taking over. Whenever you heard somebody car backfire, you jumped the hell under your goddamn couch. Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, or you just get used to it and you walk down the street, somebody blow up, the, blow the hell up, you still go down the street to the grocery store and get your cabbage. <laughs> <I'm hungry. laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Hell no. So, listen, so when you sit here and say that, oh, yeah, they, 
bring it up in the jeans like, yeah, you know, actually this guy had his shit together and he was a whole ass Native American chief. Spoke yeah. with the sword, spoke with the spirits and everything. The spirit horse came down and he petted him and all the shit. Don't tell me that he was a piece of crap and try and put it on that man. Yeah. Well, actually, I think for this episode, when I put the pictures up, I'm going to put the family tree because the family tree is actually online. And I think it's very interesting. They have, you know, this man at the very top and then the little arrows go down to all the people that just did all these crimes. And I was like, damn, like he really is taking like the fall for all this. But we can't blame him. Like he was an ancestor. Which was hella long. Yeah, ago. that's that's horrible. He didn't even do anything, so I, I don't know how that. I, think I mean, he needs to talk to his daughters about who they was choosing. That's what they could sound like. <laughs> so when we left off last week, remember Nico and his family had just killed Andrea and ate her McDonald's. Remember, mm-hmm. like afterwards, stole her car because they was looking for an SUV, ate her McDonald's, and now the police are like investigating this. And I'm glad. Like, that, it's funny to me that you keep putting that McDonald's in there like, like that was crucial. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's just where we left off. That's where I left it. And then I said after that, I said the police are starting to really investigate and they're noticing that all these bullets is from the same gun and the community is just in scared right now because they, up until this point, they haven't had a type, you know, serial killers typically have a type. Well, he's just killing anybody. It doesn't matter. He killed his friend. You know, he killed the two Latino guys mm-hmm. and then he kills her. She was a white woman. So it's like they, everybody's scared because they're like, well, who's next? You know, I grew up in a good Christian household. Mm-hmm. Where my stepfather's deacon, my mother's an ordained priest. Mm-hmm. My my brother is a priest. I was a deacon and a minister assistant for years, and a youth minister for years. It makes me now be like, I'm gonna steal some candy bars and not give two shits no more. I've been to grocery stores sometimes, be like, you know what? I, I want a little bit extra to my food. I'm gonna steal bags of chips. What, what the fuck's fuck? gonna happen to me? Because there ain't nothing happening to guys like this. Well, we'll see. Things like this makes me think of that. Well, we'll see like, what's going to happen. When you start him. chopping up people and eating their bodies and you still get away, how many people do, I mean, how many candy bars can I get away with is all I'm asking. How many candy bars can I steal? I don't even like candy bars like that. I will steal White Castle burgers, though. <laughs> but, like, girl, you tell me I can get some free White Castles. Well, girl, we got a deal. I might do a couple of things strange. <laughs> so now we're into the second part of this whole Nico Jenkins saga. So, Nico actually had, because you remember he killed his friend Curtis. So he actually got pulled in after he was leaving the gym. The police pulled him in and questioned him about the Curtis's murder. And they didn't have enough to hold him on. So he was released. So after he was questioned, Nico, Erica, and Melanie, because remember those were his two sisters, they all went to their cousin Brian's house. Mm. So now Melanie said that Erica and Nico, they were like really looking paranoid over their shoulder and they just seemed really jumpy because he had just gotten questioned, but she didn't know at the time what had happened. So finally, when she was asking them, why do you guys seem so scared? They confessed to Melanie what they had done. Now already as part of the stupidest part of the crime, you're bringing too many people into this. Right? And, and that's also the fact that it- I wouldn't allow you to tell me any of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, if y'all seem paranoid, I'm gonna just let y'all be paranoid. We gonna smoke, we gonna chill, and whatever. Right. I'm not asking any questions about what the fuck happened. You know, because if y'all sit there and start saying something crazy, and I have have had that happen with some of my friends, it's about that life. Right. I do have friends that are real like that. If they say something like, "Yeah, man, this dude started acting kind of crazy," and I pulled out my, I'll be like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to the bathroom, man." Pass this blunt. I'm about to do this. Because <laughs> right, I taught them plausible deniability. Yep. I taught them that phrase, man. Yep. I'd be like, mm-mm. I might be a senator or something right there one day. 
And I don't need you bringing this into my life and bringing that into being like, oh, did you know that this person was a killer? Like, I had no idea. And you can lie detector the hell out of that. Well, you could, because you didn't know. I, no, yeah? I don't know. So the, once they told Melanie what happened, then they all meet up with their mom. Because remember, Lori is the one that she covers everything up for them. She was the one that bought Nico the bullets in the first place, you know. So they all go meet up with the mother and, you know, let her in on what else is going on. And so what happened was they end up going, they end up driving, they end up going somewhere. Like they was, you know, they decided to leave the house. So Erica and Lori was in one car and then Nico was in the other car with Melanie and the police ends up getting behind them. Right. Mm. And so Nico had brought his guns cause he was in, a, he was willing to just at this point, just go ahead and get in a shootout with the police. Cause he already knew that he was about to get arrested. I mean, as a gangster, like he 40 songs. Yeah. But Melanie was like, she just, you know, she kept driving and she was just praying that he didn't do anything so what happened after this nico ends up getting arrested and he ends up getting arrested not for the murders because they don't even know about the murders yet and this is where i'm getting to the stupidest part of this crime he gets arrested for terroristic threats so this is what happened with this now i, I didn't know much in the research but mm. what i do know is that nico had got into it with another family it was a family i don't know much about them but he got into it with a whole family, not just one person? Yeah, this was a family that's outside of this story that, you know, we don't even know anything about. That sounds kind of deep. But, yeah, but this is what he's originally getting brought in for because the murders haven't even come up yet. So what happened was him and his sister, so what happened, his sister Melanie and his mom Lori made threats to this family to get them to drop charges. I don't know what Nico said, but whatever he said to them, it fell under terroristic threats. So that's what he was, that's what the police originally was about to bring him in for. So they bring him in and he starts getting questioned. He had two, he had two guns on him and he gets questioned for seven hours, you know? And what happens is he actually starts, they actually start questioning him about the murder. So when he gets brought in on these terroristic threats, this is when he starts getting questioned about these murders. And he basically put everything on his cousins and he just said that his cousins actually did all of this. And so I'm actually going to play a clip of Nico Jenkins. It's going to be kind of long, but I want you guys to hear because he's not in his right mind. And I, I want you to hear from Nico Jenkins and how he acted at this interrogation. But, and he talks a lot about Apophis as well, but it's kind of all over the place. So I just wanted to warn everybody. But before I, you know, go ahead and put this clip on, I want to say that for me, that's the stupidest part of the crime because I'm not saying that he would have gotten away with this long term. But if you already murdered hella people, like you're on the outside making terrorist threats too, which that caused you to get caught faster, right? So I'm like, you had a lot going on. He just had a lot going on. I mean, he just felt invincible and he had a whole lot of people enabling simultaneously you seem like you have it in the the, the circle of your family mm-hmm. so that's one of the again once again well i'm denying that stupid part of the crime because your mom is assisting and helping going back to what i was saying before whether this is a mental disability or not mm-hmm. when you have people in here who's avidly uh, uh helping you avidly being an advocate for the things that you're doing 
And so, and your sister's doing it as well, participating in murders. So, of course, you told the other sister because you think she's down like that, too. Yeah. So, I wouldn't completely say that's stupid mm. because of the fact of you've already been telling your whole family. And yeah. they've been helping you out and, and burning bodies and giving you bullets and all that stuff, helping you get get away, try and get away with all this. But what about the terrorist threats? I mean, if you already, like, was kind of on the run from killing people, would you, on top of that, make terrorist threats towards other people, too? The people that's trying to get me convicted? That's what the mafia do every doggone no, day. No, it wasn't. It, no, this is a family that has nothing to do with anything. It was a family he was beefing with. This has nothing to do with the murders or anything. This I thought you not. said they were like witnesses or something like no, that. No, they weren't witnesses. So they, so he had beef with the family, right? They So the police didn't know anything about the murders, right? So he had beef with a family that didn't have anything to do with this. I couldn't find much on it, but he was making terrorist threats to this family, which is why he got brought in for questioning. And then they found out about all the murders that he had did well i'm gonna be honest on this i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with some political stuff i can't speak on how much uh this if that is stupid or not with this terrorist threats to this mysterious family mm-hmm. that almost sounds like some mafia type of stuff right there mm-hmm. <clears throat> so and then they just called his tab and try to make him sound like a crazy black guy yeah so I, <laughs> I don't know who this family is and i don't know what went down with any of that so mm-hmm. i can't call that stupid because, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what they were saying back to them and how the hell did they get audited from any of this information right. well, I'm just that's thinking been like given it, about this whole case well, that's, been big politi- that's been a big, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, media thing. It's, this is oh, big yeah. on media. it's big. I, just, I, I was just thinking more like if, I, you know, I would be incognito as possible. Like if I'm kind of trying to run away from murders, that's what I was I thinking. don't know. They, maybe they incognito too. Maybe they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe they're a, a dope dealer. Like to me, they sound like mafia people uh, right yeah. at this point. Yeah. So they don't, they don't want to be on, on camera and be in public neither. Yeah. So of course I feel like I could threaten you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip now. Okay. Right. This was their 
ritual of sacrifice. And I'm going to give you from A to Z. This is not no goose chase. This is the real deal right here, which, okay, which you people signed up for. Okay. Before we get any further, though, I need to read you this rights advisory form, okay? Okay. I never knew the who, the what, the when, the where. Only thing I gave was the intelligence. Okay. Describe this to me. What, what this, this manual here, describe it to me. Describe the weapon? Yes. It's a, it's a high point. It's a high point. It's a high point rifle. But it shoots 9mm slugs. And if you was to see this weapon, you would not believe that it was the mother weapon. Like I said, weeks prior to this, when I first got out, I gave intelligence. Like I said, I didn't know who was coming, what was coming, who was it going to be used on. All I did was give the intelligence. What kind of intelligence? Intelligence of when would be the best window of opportunity. What roles to take in. If you're going to do something way out west, they have cameras on the lights. Um, as you know, when you take fort from uh, military ad, it takes you all the way out with no cameras, pitch black at nighttime. You realize that, right? So if you're coming from that crime scene, you can hit it straight out fort, straight out to fort, and take fort all the way back to the military ad, all the way to the Walmart. That's off the, right off the interstate. Ain't that Walmart right off the interstate? Off of military ad? Yeah. Yeah. So my point is, I, things like that, the intelligence of what paths to take, you know what I mean, to avoid the cameras, things of that nature. Bar closed at this time, bartenders, and they're walked out to their cars right after that, you know, and you, 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 you know what I mean? Because the, the specific point was to get their, get her to an isolated place. You see what I'm saying? To where, and obviously, when you're out there, only thing that's, like, especially off of Maple, once you leave off of Maple, everything is black. Everything's black out there. So... It was a perfect opportunity. And that's why y'all don't even understand, man. I don't understand how hard this is for me right now. Because I'm portraying my family. Do y'all understand it? This is not just me. I understand one family's getting closer, you know. But I'm literally betraying my family and my bloodline. After...
You not realize I got Nico Jenkins? You not realize that? I got Nico Jenkins. I got you. What do you mean you got me? I got your DNA at the murder scene. I got your DNA in the car. Sir. I got the weapon. I got Nico Jenkins. I don't need to make I don't care about it. I just want other people are involved in it. What the hell happened out there? And why? Alright, you know I know who. I know what. I know when. I know where. And then when I talked to you earlier, you're saying stuff about a carjacking. That woman's husband and children. That woman's husband is grieving right now. This is not just some psycho killer that just wanted to go for I'm documenting psychiatrically disorder. I'm documenting chemical imbalance. This is a fact. So my point is... We're well aware of that. My point is this, though. This family didn't deserve this. Right. This could have been prevented had it not been for the rational Department Corrections doing what they knew what they supposed to have did. And they never gave me an opportunity. They never gave me an opportunity for treatment because I wouldn't take the medicine. So that, it, that was really hard to listen to because, like, the chair was creaky. So what you were hearing was the actual interrogation of Nico Jenkins. So that's why you're hearing a lot of noise, like the squeaking of the chairs and you're hearing the door slamming because that's the cops kind of coming back in. Uh-huh. And so... So this, like, Nico, like, if you, like, watch it, it's crazy because Nico actually gets out of his chair and, like, curls up on the floor. Like, it's just a whole big old thing. And, like, what did you think about that interrogation? It was wild, right? Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was wild. It was, it was like, he sounded like the guy, I didn't see it, but he sounded like the guy from Belly that they was like, this is knowledge. He's the guy that's too smart for his own good. He set stuff up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he sounds like a guy that's hood talk, but extremely intelligent. Yeah. That was what I was not expecting from this whole conversation. Simultaneously is this is the first time I have heard an interview that was an interrogation room. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a professional at it at right. all. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> but I've seen my share of 48 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen my share of, of, of true crimes. Uh, unsolved mystery, CSI, even. The point is that you know I've I've watched interrogations, and he seemed like he was like adamantly trying to be in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Like he was like telling the officers, "Listen to me." Yeah, you know, like this sounded like a man that had something thought out in his mind, mm-hmm. had the statements already planned, had anticipated your responses, mm-hmm. uh, and was starting to speak you guys' lingo to better understand uh, well, the, the the and, and uh, the, the uh, disarm you, yeah, so that you'd be better understood and better comfortable with the terminologies and the things that he's saying, so you'd be comfortable with it. It was almost as if the cops had to keep themselves focused, and he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. on what the actual thing was, which goes back to as I was saying before, I, I, it's, it's now not sounding 
like a mental disability. Like you said, it was disturbing. He's talking about the you know the people that he worshipped. I mean, that's like you know just disturbing as you know back in the nineteen fifties when somebody bringing up Buddha or Gandhi. Oh, that sounds yeah. hella disturbing to you. Like who is this person you worship that's not white Jesus? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know. So that yeah. that sounds disturbing at the time. But I'm like, okay, so you are a person of your of a religion. Is how I put it. Mm-hmm. It's not because he said it so nonchalantly and kept going on with the things that he said it. Where I'm like, okay, you know, that is not the cause of your disturbances either. And the fact that, you know, you're putting out your mental disability almost as a diffuser and to get them back on uh, on on what you want them to be focused on is almost like you went out there and got diagnosed for that on purpose. Mm. So, I mean, cause like, as I said before, you don't sound like a person who's struggling to keep themselves together because of a mental disability at this point. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you do have one. You do have one, but you play into that mm-hmm. for what is your benefit. Yeah. And well, it's crazy because this actual interview lasted seven hours and the crazy. So a lot of it, he was kind of in and out. I don't know. Did you hear the very beginning? He was like, yeah, like I need you guys to talk to me right now. Cause I'm in this headspace. So you're right. He is kind of like able to manipulate it a little bit, you know? I mean, it sounds like he's very well thought out. Yeah. Like, not even in the slightest. And that's actually what the detective said, because the detective was sitting there, you know, he talked about this afterwards and he was like, you know, during this, he was very, very reserved, but he was like, he was, he kept it together more than most people that he questioned, you know? Man, I mean, it's not, it's not like there was a question that you seem like you can catch him off guard. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was, you know? And he said that, you know, the detective said that he was emotional, but he was clever, coherent, and he seemed very calculated. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, during this too, uh, you know, he was asked about the weapon and, you know, he, he even offered to help them go undercover and find out who killed Andrea Kruger, which was the lady that was on her way back from McDonald's. Mm. And so that's basically what you heard. He was putting a lot of it on Erica and Christina, basically saying his sister and his cousin did it. And that's why you guys heard in the beginning when he was like, I'm going against my family right now. So, so Basically, this was seven hours. And you know what the funniest thing about this was? Guess what they bought him for lunch? McDonald's. (laughs) They brought him some McDonald's. I was like, what's with this guy at McDonald's? This guy loves McDonald's. It's cheap food. Yeah. (laughs) It's like still, even though it's highly priced in comparison, Mm -hmm. it's still some of the cheapest food in America. Yeah. So, yeah, they so he got his McDonald's legally this time, I guess, right? And so he goes to jail, and he starts waiting for his trial. Now, the, he starts seeing a psychiatrist and a therapist while he's in jail because they want to see if he's competent enough to stay in trial. So at first, he wasn't competent to stay in trial. So for those of you that don't know, if someone is not competent to stay in trial, what happens is you go to like a psychiatric place or a hospital, and you get treatment, and they hope that eventually you'll become competent again to stay in trial. He's almost sounding like Joker to me. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> no, like Joker is the true people that that listen and go through the story of Batman mm-hmm. because it is a, actually a story of mental mm-hmm. uh, illnesses. And actually, is uh, if you actually go into the deepness of it, is is later on even depicted that Batman has mental illnesses. Mm. That is what made him become a superhero, but he used it as himself in a positive, isn't he? But he still is outside of the limitations of what people would say is healthy. 
Mm-hmm. You think about it. You know, he's dressing up in in, in a cape and in, in darkness, and he's mm-hmm. always trying to scare the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, he, he he does, and even Joker identifies it. But the coldest part is is the thing that has become very popular. You can even Google it. Very popular in the culture of Joker, which it was supposed to be. Oh, he's just so crazy. And when we were younger in the eighties and nineties, and this is what I was talking about before of not understanding mental mental capacities, is some people call Joker super sane. Mm. He's not insane. He's uh-huh. so sane uh-huh. that he understands the system in itself that at this moment you're going to start asking him to be insane. So we know he needs to act insane. Mm, I see what you're saying. It, mm. got, it has the choreographs of the things that he wants. And that's one of the things, the whole thing with Joker, and it mean like uh, crazy because, you know, I did read like about a hundred something uh, comics. I was there, there's these long books on these things, these, these thick ones of it, is Joker thinks the system is a joke. Mm. that's the whole thing that's why he reminds me of yeah that's why he reminds me of joker because that's the whole reason why joker was laughing is batman and people in the system of you not gonna kill me and you're gonna put me in jail and of course you know i know people that are gonna break out anyway he's just like it's just all a joke he's like you must want me here you must want me to do this Mm. because you're not ever actually trying to stop me and even joker said you really just need to kill me even Joker, like this guy who's a who's a, who's a person who's in jail and convicted, wrote the senator and told him you need to keep me in jail. Joker even said you really need to stop me, mm. and he said that multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's something that he's asked even Batman multiple times: is why don't you just actually stop me? Mm-hmm. Because you you make this be a circle, right? You know mm-hmm. you're gonna take me to jail. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna do this shit again. And that's why he starts laughing. He's like, this is a joke. Mm-hmm. This is a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, the history behind Joker's laugh. Because I'm like, I love Joker's laugh. But now we got a whole history behind it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it was determined that he didn't understand the charges against him. So he needs more time to stay in trial. So they kept him medicated up and stuff like that. Now, eventually he was deemed fit enough to stay in trial. And he was, you know, coherent enough to stay in trial. During this time, once he was deemed that he was going to go ahead and stand trial for what he did, he actually filed a lawsuit against the state of Nebraska for letting him out of prison early. Because remember, it goes back to the fact that he wrote that letter that said, well, if you guys wouldn't have never released me, these people would still be alive. And I tried to tell you. How mentally disabled are you to do that? Right. Because let me tell you something. I haven't been diagnosed with a mental mental disability, and I wouldn't know to figure that shit the fuck out. Mm Mm-hmm. To sit and come up with a story... A choreographer to make sure that I'm saying this is the way that you cops like it. And then when it doesn't go another way, I can go back and then start putting litigation papers against the the uh, police officers that then took me in. Who the fuck knows that? Right. I lo- I learned something researching this. Like, you right. do that? I, I just, right. I was like, ooh, what? <laughs> I still get nervous of a cop pulling me over to give me a traffic ticket for right, expired tags. Like I'm, I be forgetting simple words like like I got this car from a car place. It's a car, you know. They got cars over there. I, 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 uh, uh, what is it called? Let my girl be dealership. Deal, yeah, 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 the dealership. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so how is you had the wherewithal? To come up with that and then that then try and blame stuff on disability. That's what I'm saying is you guys say disabilities, but you're excelling beyond the average ability. Mm-hmm. My abilities don't reach that, but you are disabled yeah. in your abilities and you're you're able to do more than my I am. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. That's wild. Well, he did lose the lawsuits. He lost the appeals. 
And, you know, during the witch, he was, he did stand trial for all of this. And he was sentenced to four death sentences. And this was the death sentence for the two Latino guys. This was the death sentence for his friend Curtis. And this was also for Andrea. So he had four death sentences. But during the time, you know, when it was time for him to stand trial, you know, while he was in jail, he had a whole lot going on because he would constantly mutilate himself. What he did was he made a shank and he started cutting on himself. So in addition to the scars or in addition to all the tattoos on his faces, he now has like a whole bunch of scars and long, you know, long marks on his face. And he just, he wanted his face to be permanently scarred. Uh, he also then, after he mutilated himself, he then tried to file a $25 million lawsuit against the prison for being let allowed to mutilate himself because he was like, well, how was I allowed to make a shank? You know what I mean? He lost that one, of course. And then one of the doctors, one of his psychiatrists said that he's actually the most dangerous person that he's ever evaluated. And he, um, so Nico then <coughs> really super aware, a mm-hmm. psychiatrist, who yeah, sitting and talking with him, mm-hmm. said he's the most dangerous. He's and he, da- yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's and what I'm saying. He's on the level of Joker. Yeah, this is a prison psychiatrist. So you talk to a lot of people. So to be you called the most dangerous, like killers and rapers yeah. and murderers, and you meet this guy and you're like, no, he's dangerous. Dangerous. And oh, and then after this, so Nico actually got hold of part of a razor blade. And I don't know how he did this, but he was able to mail it to Senator at the time, Ernie Chambers. So he mailed out a razor blade to him. And also, so because of this, a legislative committee was put together to discuss Nico and all of his ongoing problems and to find out how he's able to keep doing this in prison. Because, you know, he he was really like, watch the last letter. Like, how does he keep getting razor blades? How does he keep getting weapons to hurt himself and to mail to people? At one point, he even stole a guard's keys and swallowed them. So he had to go to the hospital and they had to get the keys out of him. He actually also, he stole, um, what do you call it? The badges that was on a guard and he used the stick part of himself to like mutilate himself, the stick part of the badge. He also mutilated his penis and he tried to make his penis in shape of a serpent because Apophis is a serpent, which I misspoke last week. Cause I said that Apophis was a God that could turn into serpent, but he stays a serpent. He's just a serpent. So he wanted to make his penis. He p- tried to put eyes and stuff on his penis and mutilate his penis. Do you believe that? Uh, I mean, I heard a guy's getting tattoos on down there. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, I don't know. Putting eyes on it, I don't know if that's mutilation. To, to put penis. eyes on your penis, right? Like when he's saying mutilated penis, I'm thinking like you chopping off hunks of that, and I don't think he was doing that. No, he wasn't penis. doing that. He was just like making it into a snake or a serpent. I mean, yeah. that's the same thing. Like these people that are trying to turn into lizards and getting you know prosthetics. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Like, yeah, are you called mutilating? I think, your face and body. I think they did say that. That, that they was don't mutilating. say they call it art. Oh, you, are you talking oh, about the people that's doing it or the people that's, that's looking saying. at them? No, I'm saying the people that transition to try and become lizards. And there's a guy that's Japanese. And I think he said he spent like $40,000 to become oh, a Oh, I saw that. Somebody else did a cat. Shit? I saw somebody else do a cat. Yeah, and, became oh. an actual, and he looked like a real-ass dog, though. He looked like a dog. But how does that work? Do you think they're able to get a job? I don't know. Can you get a job like that, though? The coldest part is he already has a job. What's it? 
He's an accountant at somebody's bank right now with a boring ass guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Job. What? You don't know. That man no. makes money. But that's fucked and up, though. bored as fuck feeling like he, this is not his reality. No, that's fucked up because I'm going to tell you why. Because I've been wanting to get a tattoo on my hand for the longest time and I'm scared to. Because they're always like, oh, you're not going to be able to get jobs because it's visible. But I'm like, so how <laughs> well, the fuck would A&B I not be able to get a job with is, a tattoo di- on my he hand? He differentiates his job from that. He, he knows to be able to take the stuff off. B so you can take that is, off. He got the job first. Well, yeah, but what happens if you lose that job? Though you then need to you get another sue. job. Not be, not for that, but I'm talking about if you that's, or but get I, laid that's off. That's what I'm saying. Is he's a person that's Asian, and he's a person that's showing up 30 minutes early. Controlling <laughs> every policy. Yeah, he's a person that's doing all the rules and, and the standards that you have. He's making sure that part is taken care of. But so when he starts to transition, because I just told you, it costs yeah, forty thousand dollars. Right, right. So you can't be no bum on the street doing this shit. I don't know, but then that's the same thing I am. I'm like that, and look how many jobs I done got fired from, and I'm the exact there same. Ain't none of those you got fired from because of your tattoos. No, it wasn't because of my tattoos, but you was like, because he's always on time, he's this and that, and so he can't get fired. But I'm like, dude, I've got no, fired. No, that's from what him. he's trying to ensure the most. Oh yeah, that. Getting fired from that, but but because let me tell you, if he, he's one of those people all in soul in the same breath, if he gets fired, he might kill everybody there. Oh, yeah. because it's so much that his life relies on with that. Mm. You, on the other hand, don't take it that seriously and can find others and still are working, yeah, even though somebody has told you all that silliness and tattoos. Mm-hmm. That is just propaganda that is sold to you from right. people that believe the limitations of what's going to go on, right? I mean. I saw a couple I, I, tattoos. Man, I, I started my own company about two two years ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to, but I hired a guy with tattoos on his face. Yeah. He didn't work out, mm-hmm. but I mean, everything on paper worked out. All the interview stuff worked out. I couldn't sit here and go into a cause of being discriminatory right. and, get, and get a penalty for that by the goddamn the government. I mean, because that's my whole thing is I really don't like as long as the person is working and doing their job, like I I don't feel like that should be a deciding factor. And legally, you can't in a lot of ways. Well, I know a lot of people would disagree with me, but I just don't think so. I think it should be based on their work ethic and not on tattoos on their face or whatever. I mean, yes, that's what I'm saying is legally no one can stop you from working. Yeah. It does become extremely difficult Mm -hmm. and they can go find their loopholes, but legally they cannot Mm -hmm. do that. Now, I wouldn't suggest that, but if you have a place and you've had this job for five years, seven years, especially if you're in a union. Oh, woo! yeah. If you're in a union, Girl, it's over. that's what I'm trying to say. Uh-uh. Most, people get, most people that do this stuff be having those type of jobs. Yeah. Where they're not doing anything against policy. Yeah. So you can't fire them for sometimes coming in in a dog suit. Mm. I think I'm going to get my hand tied, too. I think you I definitely should because that's you. Yeah, I'm just going to get my hand tattoo. I can't wait. I'm going to do it. Everybody, I mean, I'm especially gonna while you're it. still in California. Do all those tattoos and all that flamboyant stuff now. Yeah. And get that out and make it seem like it is your person. Um, and it didn't show that you have a work record while having those things. Those yeah. are things that stand in your favor. Mm-hmm. So a person, sorry about that. So a company looks at you like, well, another major company hired them and had them there while they was they had these tattoos. That is more that will be easier for you to transition. If you was in other states, maybe even in other countries, I tell you, hell no. Yeah, but, but I just feel like a lot of society that, especially outside of California, are just you know terrified mm-hmm. of self-expressionism. 
to where everything revolves around whether you get a job. I mean, I hear brown people choose on what, what kids' names. They're they going to name their children. Yeah. Your children's name depends on what job they can get. Yeah. And so they won't name their children the names they wanted to give them because they want them to get a job. Mm-hmm. Like, that's terrifying. That that that's hold that much sway in right. your life. It's corporate America, right? Yeah. Corporate like, America holds that much sway in people's lives. It's stressful. It, it, you, don't, you don't want to say your own name. I was just talking about that. I was like, corporate America is just, I, it's, it's stressful. It's I, I don't even want to get into it. That's a whole other podcast yeah. about corporate America. Because me and you talk about it all the time. Do we hate corporate America? Uh, no, I don't hate it. I feel like it's something that America itself developed. Yeah. Um, but I do see the demon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I do see... I wouldn't even say it's... The coldest part is it's, it's worse than a demon. And that's one of the things I tell people all the time... And that's one of the things that I tell you often because you'd be loving to give I thought that don't you hate when someone does this? Don't you hate when this happened? <clears throat> and in the real, for me, hate is not the opposite of love. Love, you there and you have an obsession for. Hate is almost like love. That's the great thing. Hate is loved warped. It's a thin line, huh? It is, really. Yeah. Because they just are obsessed over you. They're just as watching over you, paying attention to everything that you do, paying attention to everything that you eat and see and do, all that. But they just doing that in a way where they're trying to cause uh, destruction of the things that you are they're doing. Versus someone who loves you, they're trying to they're doing all that, putting all that same energy and trying to do that to build you up. Real opposite of love is indifference. Mm-hmm. If someone gives two craps, whether you're doing great or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like they'll hand if you even if you it's like a, a, a tarantula or a lizard love will you they never will love you. But if you had a pet tarantula or a lizard and you fed them and you trade them great all every day and all day. And then one day they get the chance and they're like, I'm going to bite the crap out of him if I can get away with it. That's corporate America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not good or bad. And it doesn't care for the good or the bad, it yeah. cares about what they call the bottom line, mm-hmm. which is the dollar. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's what makes corporate America seem evil because they're completely and indi- they don't care what you just. We were just talking about that with a whole thing with a woman that got beat up while sitting here oh, yeah. uh, on her break by a bum. <laughs> oh God! And the, the company fired her because they was like, "But you was off campus." When you oh, got yeah, beat right. up by your bum. Right, yeah. And by a corporate thing, we, for handling our information, we can't sit here and give you compensation as an employee for not being an employee property. It's not supposed to be. So, in, like I said, indifference, we'll just fire you. They don't care you worked there 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the paper. Yeah. That's that's what makes them seem so heartless. Yeah, I would tell everybody don't work hard on your jobs because they don't. Oh, work I never. But uh, any other company, any other company than the one you own. Thank God, I just started to go into my own one about two years ago myself. Started my own LLC. Started my own enterprise. But anybody else, don't you ever give a hundred percent. Yeah. Don't you ever in your life give a hundred because they never gonna give you back that. Hell no. And you're going to walk away mad every time. Every time. Because we have a few stories to tell. We should start a whole podcast on jobs. Girl, <laughs> that could be a podcast. <laughs> jobs don't care about you. 
But back to Nico. So after he tried to mutilate his penis, he also mutilated his tongue too. He wanted to do that. You know how that you slash your tongue and have to make it like a snake tongue? He tried to turn his tongue into a snake tongue. I've seen people, like I said, I've seen people do that. Yeah, and actually you can do that for the, real. Yeah, they yeah. they pay thousand dollars of surgery. Is that now called mutilation? That's uh, something I wouldn't do, but I, I, when he does it, it's mutilation. They call, when people do well, it in San well, Francisco, it's they, art. Well, they're. They're going to surgeons and stuff. He's literally, he don't know what the hell he's doing. He's so if I get a so, white guy that's dressed in a suit and he does that to me, and even if he's both in prison, but he's a white guy in a white ass robe and he's cutting my mouth. I, I'm pretty sure those people went to like the doctors. Like those are actual people that's can do I'm that. That's sure certified. A lot of people in that's going to a lot of schooling too. But he's doing that to himself. He don't. So if someone else does it's it, not, it's not mutilation. I mean, do you ever think it's going to. I don't know. I just felt like, but if I was like, okay, like for example, like if I, I don't know, pierce my own belly button, I don't know what the fuck I'm Are doing. Are you mutilating yourself? Because I don't know what I'm how doing. How many people pierce their own ears? Well, how many? And how many people have fucked them up? And how many people have not? Because I think your ears, ears, they, they look like they too fucked up and I don't think you did them yourself. First of all, I, first of all, I, somebody else did my ears. I went That's to a professional point. person, and the reason my ears are fucked up is because I I wear long, big earrings and hoops, and it causes my holes to be bigger and well, stretched you look like out. You're trying to gape. You're on some African what stuff the, right now. Because it's of the, kind of cool. Because you of the fucking hoops that I was wearing, not because I did the shit myself. Well, you're mutilated. You know that, what? Yeah, I can say you're mutilated. You know what? Fuck you, Buddha bitch ass. Whatever, bro. <laughs> be what it be. <laughs> you don't like the tea that oh, I'm I'm getting you back to. I'm getting back to the fucking. You're mutilated, story. just getting, like him. You don't call me fucking mutilated. You call him mutilated. I'm fucking getting back to the story because you're gonna make me hella mad right now. Are you gonna apologize to me? No, you're mutilated. Okay, you know what? By your own definition. Okay, I'm fucking. Anyways. So I'm going to play a clip now by Nico because Buddha has pissed me off so bad. I'm actually going to go ahead and play a clip just so I can calm myself down of Nico Jenkins' wife while he's in prison and stuff. This is her viewpoint on everything that's going on. I got to take a restroom break anyway. His psych evaluation shows he needed mental help as early as the second grade. That's when he says a voice told him to bring his mom's gun to school. A voice Nico now says is an Egyptian demon forcing him to kill. KETV News Watch 7's Hannah Pickett sits down with Jenkins' wife for this rare interview. He's not pretending to be crazy. He's real life crazy. Shalonda Jenkins says in the five years she's known her husband, Nico, he's suffered a plethora of mental illness and claims to be controlled by an Egyptian god, Apophis. Nico specifically told me that Apophis gives him orders. Nico told her Apophis saved him from attempting suicide in solitary confinement a few years ago. It was this voice that came and was just like, if you do what I tell you to do, if you follow my demands, then I'll make sure you're safe and make sure you're okay. Nico claims to have heard these voices since he was a child, and it continued through his teenage and adult years. And prior to his July release from prison, Nico asked for mental help. His wife did, too. I told them not to let him out. I said he's not ready to come out in society. But Nico's wife says the system failed him by not giving him that treatment. Weeks later, prosecutors say he went on a killing spree, murdering four people. I feel sorry for the the victims. I feel sorry for all four of them. I feel sorry for people who got hurt by Nico. Now Nico awaits another mental evaluation to determine if he's even competent to stay on trial. Right now, he's not. 
Shalonda just hopes someone will finally help him. Whatever happens in the justice system happens, but at the same time, I just want my husband to get help, whether if he has to go to death row or whether he has to do life without parole or whatever. I just want my husband to get the mental help that he needs. Hannah Pickett, KETV News, Watch 7. So that was, you know, his wife, but they're not together anymore. I think I mentioned that they broke up in 2017, but this was before that. And Nico is actually engaged to another woman. He he actually met her in prison. They have this advocacy group where she was a volunteer for an inmate advocacy group where she was his pen pal. Her name is Dawn. And so since he writes and he's in an advocacy group? No, she's in an advocacy group. So there's an advocacy group for like, you know, people that can write prisoners and stuff like that, that advocates for them. And they became pen pals. So that's how he met his new girlfriend or fiance now. And since he's been engaged to her, he actually tattooed her name on his face. And she was like, she didn't like that though, because she doesn't like for him to mutilate himself because she knew about all the issues that he had been having. And so she was like, does little Wayne mutilate himself when he gets tattoos? No. Well, well cause he has like nine or 20 of them on his face. Well, no. I, Why do we keep using this word mutilate? This is what the his Don said. His fiance that was concerned about him she was like because she knew about all his problems when he was cutting up his face and stuff and so when he got her name tatted on him like he tatted her name on his face she was like she doesn't want him to do that you know i mean i'm understanding but the reason why i'm, I'm saying that in this yeah. is because i feel like he exaggeratively uses perfect words to make it seem like there's some things and even in his case it is exaggeratively used of certain words to make it seem like these things are extreme stuff to make him seem even more crazy oh. and make it seem like he's doing some stuff that is even more harmful yeah. and have a mental disability. But you're doing stuff that on the flip side that I watch on Netflix <laughs> and I, and I right. watch a rapper. I watch multiple rappers tattooing their face. Mm-hmm. So when they do it, it's not mutilation. I watch a rapper get a, a hole drilled in his skull and then had a diamond put there. Oh, yeah. That was uh, well, Lil Uzi. Yeah, right. Diamond put in there. You yeah. had a surgical hole drilled into your fucking skull. And then had a screw put into there. Oh, one step further. Is that not mutilation? Well, did you see the rapper that actually got his hair shaved off and then he got gold chains in place of his hair now? Is that not mutilation? That's what I'm asking. So (laughs) is he mentally disabled and mutilating his body and then needs psychoactive testing? No. Because if he's not, why are you doing the exact same thing and we're calling this mutilation Mm -hmm. and signs of psychoactive help? Because people are doing this yeah. regularly. The only thing I can think of is because these people are going to like, you know, actual people to get it done and he's doing it himself. So with somebody like... else do it <laughs> and it's not mutilation. That's why I asked you that before and you felt oh, some type yeah. of way. Yeah. See, we're not going to get back on this again. Mm, yes, don't start getting real I, on me. I'm going to throw my drink in your face if you bring mm-hmm. that shit up again. Because this is happening again. You have something to say, Buddha? I'm just questioning what more mutilation I'm is. I'm still waiting for my fucking apology from her. Oh, keep reading. Whatever. Anyways, so since he was since he was in jail, this was before he when he was waiting on trial. He needed 27 stitches. He tried 10 times to hurt himself. He tried to hang himself. He and because of this, his trial kept getting postponed. How do you try to hang yourself? Well, I guess he hung himself and then he got caught, so they saved him. No. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, how do you try to hang yourself? Then? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You you called out. 
And he's like, I'm going to hang myself now. <laughs> and then you jumped off of something. Ah, that's the, who does that? He does. Because, and people oh, no. that <laughs> not gonna actually hang themselves. Because hanging yourself is usually a silent-ass death. Is it? No one walks in. Do you know how many prisoners have hung themselves? Well, a lot of prisoners Do you know how many thousands of prisoners have hung themselves? No, a lot of people have, but I'm just thinking like, okay. But I'm just, and I'm just thinking like, prisoners hanging themselves. Yeah. Thousands of them. Since prison's been, prison's been going on. Since his case, how many hundreds of prisoners have still hung themselves and they ain't get caught? So how, so when you, so how did you get caught hanging yourself? I don't know. Cause, uh, well, I always thought, cause I, uh, what about the gurgling noise that you make when you're strangling? That's not all. Let me go back to thousands. <laughs> Once again, thousands of them. Look it up. Google yeah. it if you want to. Well, yeah, it does happen. And I'm still just... has happened since he's been, since he's has done this, since he has attempted. Yeah. Hundreds have still hung themselves successfully. Yeah. And no one heard the gurgling noises. <laughs> That's the so, same neglect that you were sitting there trying to get them to, and try and sue them for on how you have razor blades. You know why? Because they ain't staring at you like that. So you have 10 minutes to yourself? Yes. Oh That's God. a long enough time for you to die if you hang yourself. Oh, right, huh? So then I don't even know. It sounds like you just kind of set that up. He's like, the guard going to walk past at 6.07. And then you just I'm just trying to hang myself at 6.06. At 6. <laughs> and he's going to catch me while I'm sitting there twitching. Like, and he's going to be like, oh, he's trying to hang himself. <laughs> Well, you might be onto something because his trial didn't actually start until April 16, 2014. And the, all this this stuff started kept getting postponed because he kept doing stuff like that. Like Bruh, just, I'm telling you, I personally currently know someone that, that's claiming they're trying to kill themselves right now <laughs> and ain't done it. And keep calling and texting me about how it's about to happen. Oh my! And did wasn't it when he you was like you told him something? You said I'm gonna help you out like a jail. He's like I'm probably not even gonna be alive by then. Yeah, I'm not even gonna be. That's what he said. I'm not even gonna be alive by then. I was like I'll get my taxes and give you money. And he was like I'm probably gonna be dead. They're still alive. <laughs> I'm an old ass in January, like a motherfucker. Like ain't that a bitch? I'm like nigga. I, I thought you was gonna be dead. You <laughs> done played around. You just playing with this death now. Damn. That's all that. So I'm saying, as someone currently in, in, uh, experiencing someone who's claiming that death is on the doorstep and they're constantly trying to kill themselves and something quote unquote stops them. Didn't he just send you a text talking about, I can't wait to get out of this world? I'm not saying the words that he's saying because people going to know if he ever listens to this, they're going to know I'm talking okay. about that. Okay, yeah. The point is, <laughs> is that yes, even today, sending me text messages talking about it's about to happen. I'm leaving <laughs> this place. Like, mother, okay. About to get out of this place. Like, all right. Because at first you were hella worried. And then, like, what? This has been like a year and later? Can, <laughs> bro, it's been like, yeah, like eight months, like six to eight months. <laughs> I know you guys are judging me right now. Like, dang, booty, you are horrible. But he, this person has been trying to kill, claiming they're going to kill themselves for like eight months now. <laughs> And they would text and call me and say that. Well, they, would, they wouldn't text it. They would all. They wouldn't call me. They would always text it and say something cryptic, like "Tonight's the night. Say goodbye to my nephews and nieces for me. I love the whole family." And then I call his ass. Then I call. Hello. Hey, what's going on? What you doing? What's up? What's going on? You know, life is good. Life is better. And then listen to three hours of your ass telling me how life is crap. Hey, I'm just telling you, like you're so great. I, I just feel like you call me just so I can suck on your stuff. I'm just saying, metaphorically just suck your stuff that's what you want 
You're going to say you're going to commit suicide, and I'll call you and tell you you're great. Uh-huh. And that's what the hell keeps happening. So I'm oh, just saying, from real experience, I feel like I'm dealing with that. Oh, my gosh. Well, to take it into, like, his trial, because I know I skipped around a bit, but he didn't have an actual trial. He had a bench trial. And for those of you that don't know, a bench trial is instead of a jury, you can opt for three judges to decide your fate instead, whether you're guilty or innocent. And the first thing is, as soon as the prosecution presented their case, he just started laughing in the courtroom. And, you know, he said in his right state of mind, he would never hurt a woman. But he said that Apophis and Lucifer told him to do this. Now, Lucifer done jumped in with Apophis. Yeah. uh Apophis, sounded like he was before Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer is Christian white man God. Yeah. And yours is Egyptian, which was, you know, about 700 to 300,000 years before that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, 3,000. Sorry, not 300,000. But yeah, so you're thousands of years before white Jesus. Mm-mm. So you, they they came together like you know, Apophis was like, "Hey, Lucifer, we ain't enough. I'm not enough to corrupt this man. I need you too." Come help, right? <laughs> so look, and so Andrea, Andrea Kruger, because he was talking about her, because she's the only woman that got killed in this. And so of course, Apophis, yeah, that's what happened. Apophis and Lucifer got together and was like, you know, I need you, you know, and so of course he's, he's Lucifer. Oh, I like that. Uh, Lucifer. Damn. Don't ever get influenced by Lucifer because no. they finna. So, so he's on death row now. So he he sentenced to four life sentences, but on death row he actually Pop Lucius. What is it? Pop, oh, I like the other one, Lucifer better. Lucifer. I like that. Okay. So he goes to death row, and his saga is still not over because. While he's on death row, he sits here and he stabs himself in the neck and the eye, and he got hospi- he got hospitalized. So what he did was he pulled the tiles off of the wall and he sharpened those. So he always finds a way to do something. He always finds a way to get hurt, but not deadly. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. you stab yourself in the neck, but you're not dying. Oh, right. Because you got to like, hit that juggler, right? Right. Like, what have you ever heard of some of that? If you ever see a martial arts kung fu... Even a horror movie. What is it? What are the places that's instant death? Shot in the head, mm-hmm. shot in the heart. You know, because mm-hmm. you better put a stake in that and slit your throat mm-hmm. or your wrist. Yeah, or your wrist. Yeah, yeah. Those are the four places that we are all. On. We're not even mass. We're not even professional murder killers. We're just you know regular average people. Yeah, yeah. And we know that slit your throat means death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some way you found a way to slit your throat and live. That sounds thought out. And then stab in the eye, like you seen Batman <laughs> when 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 Joker put that pencil in that man's eye. Did he jump back up? No, hell no. How did no. you get to your eye and didn't damage nothing else? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> that's absolutely wild. Hey, well, it's thought out. It's, yeah. This is the least wild of all the wild stuff we'd heard. This is the most thought out, planned out stuff I think I've ever heard. Like, this sounds scripted. Mm, this is not wild. Well, he's on death row, but now we're going to get into his family members and what happened to them in this whole saga. 
So his sister, Erica Jenkins, she was the one that helped lure the, the two Latino guys, you know, to the park. Mm-hmm. She also shot at Curtis, but she missed. And so she was a part of that whole thing. And she was also in one of the cars, you know what I mean, when Andrea Kruger got killed. So this was what happened to her. She had a really horrible attitude in court. She actually had a, a outburst in court and she asked the judge, like, why do you keep fucking with my bail? You know, and at one point the judge was like, do you want to muzzle your mouth? Like, do you want to muzzle? She was like, do you want to fucking muzzle? She had to be like wrestled at some point in court because she would just have these outbursts. And she was actually given 40 to 60 years in prison because, and that was for Curtis's death. She lost custody of her son and she changed her name legally to Illuminati Egotis Erica Prestige while she's in prison. Now, now <coughs> she was also getting... That is awesome, actually. Yeah. She has a that Illuminati if Goddess. A, if I make a character warrior... Borders Gate just came out. I might name my Borders Gate character because I, I don't mind making women warrior characters. Mm-hmm. I actually make women characters all the time in video games because mm-hmm. it's, it's a hit ratio. You yeah, have a smaller box. Mm-hmm. So like ninety percent of the time, you see Buddha on video games. I'm a girl. Oh wow, it's crazy, but it's perfect because you have the same strength as a man, mm-hmm. but you have a smaller hit box. Is what yeah. we call it. Mm-hmm. So it's less likely for me to get recourse on on doing stuff to you. So I'm usually like a little woman. Oh, wow. Running around, getting you in your butt. Mm-hmm. Well, she actually got 20 to 30... She actually got an additional 20 to 30-year sentence because... So, you remember her cousin, Christine? So, she was one of the ones that helped lure the guys, too, right? So, when they got arrested, they put them in the same holding tank. And... Why? Yeah, like just to put him in the same holding tank. So Erica knew that Christine was going to cooperate and, you know, kind of like snitch on them to get a lower sentence. And apparently Erica beat the hell out of her cousin, like beat the shit out of her. That's why I'm like, like, why'd you put her, it's almost like you set up an arena fight. Yeah. That almost sounds like blatant. That's so blatantly, like. Yeah. This is, it's weird because have you ever like looked at the radio and they're playing a Chris Brown song, and they have a picture of a white guy. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, I'll take that as a fluke. Oh, maybe y'all didn't know what you were doing, but you never see that with a white guy. You never see, like, mm-hmm. like a, a ACDC, and there's a picture of Matt Gray on there. Oh, I see or what you're saying. Or there's a picture yeah. of, you know, uh, uh, of Cedric the Entertainer. You know, like, y'all never, it never goes opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Led Zeppelin. You don't ever see a picture of Mike Epps, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Or, yeah. or, or even there's so many rappers, Lil Pump. There's so the rapping game is flooded. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I'm like, it's so many people trying to rap. How'd you not misinterpret that picture? Mm. A, I think there's a white guy called like Jack Holloway. He don't even use a rap name. Oh yeah, I you don't never see yeah. his white butt mixed up with Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. You don't accidentally ever see Dr. Dre's picture. Oh yeah, when you when this white guy's rapping. Yeah, but you and I, I have multiple pictures in my phone. I have like six incidents now in the past two months. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, what? It was a song with T Pain. They had these white guys on there. And I was like, what is what is this? What is happening? Mm-hmm. So for you guys to conveniently forget, make a mistake, quote yeah. unquote. Right, right. So for that, that's why I'm like, it's one of those things that that's a mistake, but that I've not ever heard of an incident 
where it's not minorities and y'all don't accidentally, and I'm putting quotes in the edge, y'all can hear me, y'all don't accidentally put them in the same cell. Right. But yeah, because when this happened, you know, Erica actually beat the hell out of her and it says that Christine suffered a concussion, a broken arm, and nose. So she had like some serious injuries. Now, now here's the part that's funny. Mm-hmm. This goes back to what I was saying before. So a woman is assaulting a person, breaking her arm and nose, and she gotta be screaming out. Oh, yeah. And no cops stopped that, but they stopped you from strangling yourself? Oh, damn. I didn't even think about because that. Because of your gurgles? <laughs> okay. This, ca- this has gotten to be, wow. Full circle, right? Girl, fake news. That's all I'm saying. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Just, just look at the facts. Look at what happens in prison. That's what I'm saying. In prison, stuff like that, stuff like what she did to that girl. Yeah. You know, it seems like the person's kind of set up in prison. Does that too. That happens regularly. That's neglect. Prison is known for neglect. Yeah. How did you try and kill yourself and they caught you? Yeah. But they didn't catch a woman in a holding cell. She's not even in jail yet. Yeah. She's in there with other inmates and standing by police officers. Right. You're still at the police station. Damn. You're right. Where there's at least 60 to 100 cops Mm -hmm. still in the same building with you. Yeah. And you get your arm broken and your nose broke. And a concussion. concussion Where she bashing your head into something. Damn. That's wild. And then it catch that, though. (laughs) Right. That should have been, like, broken up, like, immediately before you even got to all that. Because she gave you a whooping. Right. But you're in a federal prison and they catch you killing yourself. Yeah. But you in the police precinct. You at the police station. And they didn't catch that. That's wild. That's... Damn. (laughs) Now, getting to Christine. So, Christine actually cooperated, and she was sentenced to 20 years for conspiracy to commit robbery and attempted robbery. And she apologized at her sentences. She said she was very remorseful. And, you know, and she, and so that's why Erica jumped her because she knew Christine was going to be the one to like cooperate and get the lesser sentence, which she did. Now, we're going to get into the mom, Lori. So, remember, Lori helped. She gave Christine a change of clothes. She bought Nico the the um bullets. the bullets. And also we found out later that so remember when they stole Andrea's car, they had actually took that car somewhere and burnt it up. Well, she supplied the gasoline for that as well. So in court she said, Well, I did give my son gasoline. I didn't know that they went to go burn up a car, you know what I mean? Which could have been a valid argument, right? Because if you give somebody gasoline, you don't know what the hell they're about what to do are with you it. Giving someone the gasoline is at your house for. No, well, so I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm, just, been... I'm just saying, if I was the lawyer too, yeah, I would that'd be my first. So, you hand, do you regularly hand a can of gasoline to somebody that's at your house? Uh, unless you say, Well, I thought my son had ran out of gas for his car, but he made it to the house, yeah. Well, or something, I don't know. I would have said, I would have said, But yeah, he made it to the house, but it could be he only had enough to make it to the house, and so I he had passed to up the gas stations to mm. park in your driveway. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it, it could be to play devil's advocate. You could say. Um, and I'm just I saying. I'm a, like, I, I don't know. Like, I thought I was playing devil's advocate. Like, whose advocate I am at this time? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, like, trying to figure out, like, so how did that happen? Because if we're doing the plausible deniability, but the mom knew everything. But let's say she didn't know. And you could be like, you know, I didn't know he was about to go still a car and burn you know? that shit up. 
Well, I don't know. That's like if you come to me and say, hey, do you have any gas? I'm not going to ask what the fuck it's for because I'm going to have plausible deniability, right? Girl, if you came to my house uh, and asked me, do you have gas in a gas can? The first thing I'm going to ask is what happened. Well, what about your plausible deniability? You don't want that? You're going to ask me what happened? If you're asking me for a gas can, I'm supposed <laughs> to think murder? <laughs> What? Oh, God. So that's what all whole thing is like. To even act stupid oh. about it is oh, to say right. that you know. Why would my mind go to murder when you're asking about a gas can? I don't, oh, you're right. I don't know. Well, we do this podcast. Everything yeah. goes back to murder. Let's just say everything goes to murder. I know we do, but I'm just saying, that <laughs> this is what I'm saying as, yeah. a, as a judge and a lawyer. Yeah. Like, ask these questions. Sometimes, sometimes Matlock had it right. Don't sit here and act like you know it all. Yeah, yeah. Act like you don't know and make somebody explain it to you. Like, so how does that work? You came back to the house, you're asking me for a gas can. I'm just going to ask you, oh, you ran out of gas, but you made it to my house, baby? Yeah. Or whoever you are, because I'm saying that this is my my child. They're like, yeah, you know, I couldn't make it to the gas station. I'm about to run completely out. Like, so why didn't you just go to the gas station, baby? there's one before you got to the house. You had to pass at least two, three of them from the direction you coming. Right. <laughs> and I just want to hear the answer after that. We don't even got a result after that. It's not Shit. like you didn't have the money in your bank account. But imagine if the mom and, and we in the time of cash app. So oh, you yeah. called me from the gas station mm-hmm. and I can give you money to give you gas. Oh, you're right, huh? Because we're at cash app. But this was in 2000. What, 13? Well, they still had Cash App. When did Cash App come out? We got to Google that. They still had PayPal and shit, though. Like they Girl, still, they still like, had bank accounts where you could transfer tra- money. Oh, yeah, because I used to do the transfer. Yeah, let's not act like yeah. they're not that. Oh, my God. They still God. have ATM. You're right. So why did she have to just start to give the gas? That's why, I, as a parent, talking to my child, if I'm going to say I didn't know, why did I not ask those questions? Why would I not... As I said, just being normal. What would you do if you found out that your child did use that gas that you gave them to burn up somebody's shit? Like, what would you do? I tell them I asked all of those questions before. I mean, at that point, I couldn't do because you passed all the tests. But as a normal person, yeah, I'd go out there concerned. Actually, do you need a push? Yeah. Ask like, why did you wait this long and come all the way here? Are you sure? This is the number one question. Are you sure you're making to the gas station? Oh yeah. Because if you're so confident <laughs> that you're out of gas, sitting in front of my house that you drove to, how do you know you're gonna uh, go to the gas station? Oh uh, yeah, because how you go right? And this is another time when this is not an electric vehicle counting down miles. But that's and you point. guys don't sound classy enough to have that shit neither. Oh, I think that was the point of the gas can because you don't go back to the gas. You walk to the gas station and put the gas in there, But you right? drove to my house. Ah. So you drove past the gas station to walk back to it. <laughs> see, see oh, that saying? doesn't make sense, huh? Girl. So for the mom, and then how now it drives. And now I'm trying to figure out how the mom, did she just automatically have gas like that? Because I mean, she would have had to go to the gas station to get the gas, right? Right. Now I have a gas uh, gas can <laughs> in my house already with gas in it. <laughs> so she had it. Right. So then she had to walk to the gas station. Someone had to go get it. Yeah. So she had But your car couldn't make it. My car needed to make it. We're not gonna push your car to make it. We're gonna (laughs) sit here and go get this gas and then give it to you or am I just sitting in a house with gas cans? (laughs) Cool gas cans. Right, of gas. Waiting to blow my whole house up. Right. 
Because I thought about that when gas was hella high. Like, you know, so I've seen some Gas people, is still hella high. Yeah, but we, like, I thought about like harboring gas, but then my friend pointed out like any kind of like heat or something, your shit's going to blow You're going to blow the hell up. So Lori was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison for her contributions of the ammunition and the gasoline, also for giving Christine a change of clothes. And she was just considered an accessory after the fact as well. And then we're going to talk about Uncle Warren. If you remember from part one, Uncle Warren was also a part of the carjacking. And when Andrea Cougar's car was stolen, he was sentenced to 40 years as an accessory to murder and attempted oh, robbery. Uncle Warren. Yeah. Now, Uncle Warren is the only person that I feel like should have not got as much time. Really? I feel well, like he's like the old guy trying to still be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like he did, he, was, he doesn't do any of this stuff, but yeah. his cool nephew does it, and his yeah. sister does it, which is the mom. Yeah, you know, and the kids seem to get away with it, and they they calling him the square. So yeah. Uncle Warren just kind of jumped in, trying to trying to be cool. Yeah, trying to seem like you know I, I'm not the one that's gonna be the snitch. Yeah, and you know, kind of in that scenario, and like, Uncle Warren jumped in, trying not his ass got forty years. He's about to die in there. He's about to die in there. And because you know what, he was caught on surveillance um, along with him setting fire to the SUV. See, he don't know what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't no pro at this. Damn, that's why Uncle Warren was. And you be, the coldest part is that's one of the reasons why when I was younger, I used to date <laughs> cougars like a mofo. Yeah, the reason why is because older people. It sounds funny, but it's not. Well, especially when young older people tries to get with younger people, they want to be cool so bad. That's yeah. part of. The mental thing that's happening to them, they're having a crisis, male and female. Yeah. Where they don't feel like they're like cool and sexy anymore. And they strive, they're trying hard to cling to that. Yeah. So, and, I, and the coldest part is, I'm gonna say this being mean, but it's being real. I was like, bro, take advantage of that. I was tell guys, take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You can get a cougar and do all type of nasty stuff to her because mm-hmm. she thinks it's hip. Mm-hmm. She wants to be what like all the kids do, all the cool kids do. Same thing with a with a guy. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not sexual though, because you already know they try to have sex with you when you're right. a young woman. But you just tell them like, "Oh, this is hip to wear now. Oh, this is hip to buy now. This is what we do now." And you'll see an old guy. You ever seen an old guy in skinny ass jeans with a beard, belly, and shit, and cornrows, but only got like hair on the side? Yeah, walking around like he's trying to be hip. Yeah, because this uh, young girl's telling him that. Yeah, and so you manipulating and and and, and uh. Controlling like like Drake on some controller shit. Control, uh, yeah. you controlling them old people, mm-hmm. and the older people are susceptible because they trying to be hip. They still trying to be with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only person I couldn't find what happened to was the sister. Remember Lolo? She was the one that hid Erica's gun after they shot Curtis. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Lastly, she did get bail. She, but I didn't see what happened after her court proceedings. I don't know what happened with her. And the sister Melanie, she wasn't really too much a part of this, so she's out living her life right now. That was the one that at the end they kind of told everything that happened. So yeah, she did get some time because she was a part of the terrorist threats and trying to tell that family don't you know press charges. But she was a part of these murders, so she's actually out right now. She has kids and a family now. So yeah, that's the saga of Nico Jenkins and his whole crew of family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that all came from the Native American man. No, see, then, <laughs> I know, know I had to throw you, that in you there. You gonna put it back then? Because <laughs> I, I was thinking about whether or not I was gonna end it on that, but then I am. Uh, Nico is not somebody I put in there mm-hmm. as mental disabled. Mm-hmm. On some real. Uh, the Native American man, listen to his interviews, listen to his girl talk, 
she sounds like she's somebody who's kind of into mm-hmm. guys that are abstract and hard to control in the first place. Yeah. So she sounds like somebody who's going to say a man is crazy even if he says he wants Burger King and she wants McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't sound like she's completely the best person to ask to. It's like asking a crackhead about what happened with the drug dealer and you see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his family enabled like a mofo. So much so that it sounds like the ones that were not down for murder and killing was ostracized. Mm-hmm. The one sister that we can't find any information on is mm-hmm. kind of, with the amount of public information that's out now, with the amount of access to to people's records, and even you can see what high school people graduated from and all that stuff. That's one of the reasons why I chose to take an alias mm-hmm. because it's uh, because I took an A plus class and I found out how easy it is to be hacked. I don't know if you know, but Facebook alone is attempted to be hacked a hundred something thousand, a hundred plus, I think it's 170 something thousand times a day mm-hmm. that hackers are hacking, attempting to hack and have been successful in hacking profiles on Facebook. You know, like, so you're gonna, you can and will get looked up with this data information computer age now. Mm-hmm. The fact that this person is so not involved or not being able to look up is because she's so not involved. Mm-hmm. Where it seems like she's almost ostracized from the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot where it is premeditations that seems like it is encouragement. If you're encouraging, that means you guys are talking about it. If you guys are talking about it, that means you guys are willing to set this up and willing to take uh, roles. Mm-hmm. So to speak, you've seen you've seen Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you're willing to Love take roles in what's going to happen with this problem. Yeah, to where I I can't call you a person that has a mental problem, mm-hmm. and you have somebody who's generationally doing this. They were doing things with this before you were born, and then kind of teaching you this too. Mm-hmm. And then this fact that it started at such a young age. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I believe, and I do. That bad traits are taught. They're not born. Almost every kid knows nothing about racism. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. usually when you see somebody who's four and five, when they're playing with your kid, they're playing with your kid, and they don't know your kid is brown. Mm-hmm. And your kid doesn't know that they're white. Mm-hmm. Until somebody kind of teaches them what's going on in the world. Other than that, they don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why kids are so cruel at the same time, because they're just so pure of what they feel, of what they've been taught. Right. But they they don't have that in their mind predisposed. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say everybody has in their mind to fight and be a hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it at the end of the day, even Superman's really beating people's asses. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it peacefully. Yeah. We're praising whoop-ass. So you can see that kids under, want to beat up and do things physical with somebody. is actually kind of just natural. Mm-hmm. I'm, it sounds kind of controversial, but even our heroes are ass whoopers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why America loves villains. Yeah, you know what I mean, but if you look at if you look, if you actually watch a show and you watch it from the villain side, usually the villain is just trying to do what he wants to do, and this guy comes in here and whoops his ass every fucking time, every time, right. and punks him and tells him he can't do it. And you'd be like, "Wow, that looks way different. That's weird." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so we're not not praising. Whoop ass. So I can't sit here and say that uh, having tendencies of being violent is a bad thing because 
honestly, you want a guard dog that's violent as fuck, and you want a police officer or a SWAT team member. You want your military. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. We all believe that America has a great military, and they known for whooping people's asses. Mm-hmm. So you don't really want, and even if you ever met a police dog, police dogs are not allowed to be petted because right. they cannot get used to being nice like that. Yeah. But you want them to be that way, though, mm-hmm. to get that bad guy. Yeah. No, that makes sense. This has been a very interesting case. Right? Know? So it's so for me, I'm just like, I'm not going to count the violence. What I'm saying is that part washes out. Mm-hmm. His life and the things that he has been cultivated into believing and has been chose with his very intelligent mind into making what he was taught even better does not sound like you're disabled. Mm-hmm. So I'm not an advocate for you to be disabled. I'm an, I'm an advocate for you to be extremely dangerous and they should give you four death penalties. They should hang you, shoot you, electrocute your ass and then poison that dead body. Damn. <laughs> Buddha don't play no games at all. Take him down. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm not even going to ask, do you know what we're talking about next week? Because next week... Thank you, girl. Yeah, I forgot. I'm not going to say that no more. But I am going to tell you what we're talking about next week. Okay, I'm ready. Next week is a listener's request. So I'm going to say it next week so that we can give the shout out and stuff like that next week. But it's going to be a really interesting story. We have to get you like better at this. The next time this comes up, Instead of going and and saying that whole explanation, it's just whenever I say my rant, you'd be like, and next week, what we're going to do is a shout out. It's going to be a mystery, though, because it's going to be from one of our guests next week. And I do some reaction like, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. And he'd be like, yeah. And it's going to be really good. So you guys tune in next week for such and such and such and such. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, for next time, just helping you out there. We'll do that next time. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. Follow us on Facebook, Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. Follow me on TikTok. Um, author Nisha. You can also send us an email at hotgarbagenews at gmail.com. And if you want to, until we get our Patreon, you can send something to the Cash App if you want, right? Dollar sign Author Nisha. Why does it always go to you? Because your real name is on your Cash App. Do you want me to just blast your government name right here? Well, the no, but there has to be something joint where I can like see this money happening, is <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, you don't trust me, Buddha? I've never seen the money, so I don't know what to trust right now. (laughs) Anyways, take care and watch your back out there.